Whether you want to start a faith-based business or an online ministry, you've come to the right place. This is the Teresa Blaze Show with your host, Teresa Blaze, where she's bringing her over 20 years of consulting experience to the mic. Now, here's Teresa. Welcome to the Teresa Blaze Show. Today, I've got another bonus interview with Mr. Justin Herman from the Controlled Chaos Podcast. Kind of a cool name there, Justin. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, you are quite welcome. Now, you, um, I wanted to bring you on because you have had a lot of experience in ministry work. This is more uh, for those that are trying to grow a ministry. I've done a lot of stuff in the past, you guys, on you know building a business. And I'll get back to that. I got some stuff uh, in the works on that front. But for those of, the, of you that want to grow a faith-based ministry, you know, you really want to expand things out. This one is for you. Justin, give us some of your background and then kind of let's go into what are some of the pitfalls that you have seen with some of the up-and-coming uh, ministries? So here's a little bit of my background. I uh, went to college, studied youth ministry, graduated, started working at a small church in Huntington Beach, California, then moved to Mariner's Church, which is one of the top, um, the largest, one of the largest churches in the country. Uh, And then from there, I went to a church called Sandals Church, which is another one of the largest, fastest growing churches in the country. This is kind of all based off Outreach uh, Magazine's top 100 they do yearly, but it's also done off the eyeball test. You know, when you have thousands of people there, it's obvious. It's, you know, it's big, <clears throat> but big doesn't always, you know, dictate effective. Luckily, the churches I, at were also effective. Um, and then in there, I, uh, I started some ministry stuff. Obviously, did a lot of ministries within the church, um, partnered with ministries outside the church, um, and then started the Control Cast podcast, which is a ministry outside the church, obviously, and then built that to, to what it is today. So the, the, those are my experiences. And, you know, when it comes to the pitfalls, you know, I, I always find this that there's so much to do in ministry, but not every ministry has to do so much. Um, and I think that's a big miss, a big, a big mistake of a lot of ministries. There's a lot of ministry to do, but not every ministry needs to do a lot. You know, the, when, there's, when you have so many focuses, you never really have one focus, you know what I mean? And I see that all too often. A ministry wants to get started, and they want to get started in human trafficking, but they're also going to do a little bit in worship. But then they're also going to do this book, and then they're also going to do this podcast, and then they're also going to do this these trips and plan trips, and then have devotionals that go along with those trips. They're also going to do bracelets and sell bags that the indigenous people make, or the the kids that were rescued from human trafficking, and and it's like okay, well, wait, hold on. A second. So what's this ministry really about? And this is just a, a lot of shotgun insight. But oftentimes, when we're starting a ministry, we're comparing our day one to someone else's year 20. And I think there's a huge mistake in that. When we start something from scratch, it's going to be small and it's going to be super focused. And we look around and see other ministries that are huge and they're bustling and they have all these different entities, all these different arms that do all these different things. Well, yeah, but it didn't start that way. You know, it started day one with someone with a clear vision of what they wanted to do and then it grew to what it is today. So we, we got to stop comparing our day one to someone else's year 20, focus in on what we want to do, and then really nail it. I, you know, I've often said that if you do not niche down in whatever you're doing, if you're trying to reach everyone, you will reach no one. 
you know, and, and, and uh, I mean, I've had people disagree. Well, you know, you're trying to minister to everybody. Well, actually, no, you're not. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So would it be then your assumption or your opinion that it is best to focus on one target market with one goal in mind? Absolutely. You figure out exactly what it is that you want to do, exactly what it is that you want to kind of, you know, figure, you know, and do ministry in whatever avenue that is, whatever people group that is, whatever it may be, and focus in on that and define what you're going to do. And then start doing that really, really well. The jack of all trades ministries, there's a lot of those out there. And so if that's what you want to start, you want to be kind of middle of the road, some people know you, some people don't, you know, the people who get it, get it. There's a lot of that out there and, you know, by all means go for it. But if you want to try and make a bigger, long lasting kingdom impact with something that is going to grow organically, um, which this generation especially um, is, they are more socially minded than any other generation. Um, they're more entrepreneurial than the generation before them. Um, they resonate with the, the jump on board with this parachurch organization, this ministry, help drive it forward. But if it's confusing, if we're trying to do too many things and no one really understands exactly what we are doing, then we're end up spinning our wheels and wasting our time. So can you give us an example of a ministry that you've seen it done really poorly and then a ministry that you've seen done exceptionally well? There's a youth ministry podcast network um, that I know of. They launched right off the bat with, I think, about eight podcasts and only half of them were any good. You know, the other half didn't, you know, started from scratch day one, didn't really know what they were doing in the podcast space. Their episodes weren't consistent. Their content wasn't good. But this organization went all in with these eight podcasts and they lost a lot of listeners and they didn't pick up steam. And I, I you know, they, they, they aren't, you know, reviewed positively. I mean, it just, it's a big, you know, muckety muck. Um, you know, they try to do too much instead of honing in on what's the one podcast we're going to do. That's really good. That's really hitting our demographic. Okay. Then how do we broaden it out from there? Making sure we're holding on to the same quality, the same consistency, but branching it off. And that wasn't what happened. And that was, that was a huge problem for them. I think it still is a huge problem for them. They're still trying to work their way out of that big problem. But you know, that's an example of it going poorly. You launch, you have this vision. It is a huge vision and you want to launch with every bit of that huge vision day one. You know, nobody, and this is just another example. I always talk about this. Another example of how the church needs to learn from the business world, but we're not because we're just too arrogant. There's no one in the business world who would say, oh yeah, launch right now with, with everything. You know, you look at Amazon Amazon didn't start off as what it is today. They didn't start off making movies and making TV shows um, and doing music and um, selling all the products. When they started off, they were selling books. It was an online bookstore. And then it graduated to more products online. And then it graduated to more multimedia. Then it graduated to more content creation. Um, no, he did, Jeff Bezos didn't start by saying, oh, here's the, he might have had the big vision, but he didn't start off launching every bit of that big vision day one. And we, that is where we make the mistake. We have to get away from trying to launch our big vision day one instead of working toward what it will look like day 20. You know, it's funny. Um, I have often said again and again on this podcast, you know, start publishing now and you have to be consistent. I have 
man, I've, I, my audience can tell you, I've hammered home. Be consistent in whatever you're doing. This half-hearted stuff isn't going to work. If you're going to be in the podcast space, you got to go for quality. Now, I do have intentions of launching a uh, a uh, podcast network. That's just kind of one of my goals, but I'm going to do it the right way. I'm getting really good at what I'm doing now. I've already got one podcast going, and I'm all I'm looking for quality guests. That's what I'm trying to do now, you know, or you know, quality hosts. And I'm not I'm not looking for the people that just want to do it half hearted. If you want to do it, you're going to go all in. What would be an example of, say, a ministry that is just rocking it? There's a lot of examples of ministries that are totally rocking it. I'll point out three, and I will use them by name because I want to really affirm what they're doing. You know, Life Church is a really good example. Um, when the, the Life Church I started, I could not agree more. <laughs> yeah, they're they're wonderful. Started in a garage. They grew, they started doing more, then they launched um, the open site where they f- share all their resources, um, then they had the vision for the Bible app, they launched that, then they added more and more to the Bible app, and it's just gone, I mean, it's just gone famously well for them. It's incredible for them what, what they've done with it. They started little by little, slowly, that was the deal, so... Yeah, that, that that's a, that's a huge uh, to me. That's a huge shining example of they didn't launch church saying, "Hey, we're going to launch this Bible app and we're going to do this open resource thing. We're going to do this and we're going to and there's a whole list of things they're going to do." No, they they started doing ministry and then they they nat they took the natural steps in front of them. Okay, Apple is a good example of this. Apple started. Um, they started launching you know their products. This is a, the second rendition of Steve Jobs being there, um, and they started getting into music, which was the birth of GarageBand. Um, so they started making it. Uh, or no, sorry, they got into easy accessible editing, which got them into iMovie, which then got them into the music space, which then got them into GarageBand. You know, it is little by little incrementally building up what it is today, which is, you know, I think one of the biggest companies on earth right next to Amazon. That's a huge, huge deal. It's a huge, huge deal. But they incrementally took the natural steps that were in front of them. If, you were, if you've ever read Steve Jobs' autobiography, that's one of the things that they talk about, that he, it wasn't just getting to where we wanted to go. Um, it was taking the natural steps in the path there. And Steve Jobs was relentless on focus. And I think that's one of the things ministries lack overall because, there, again, there's so much ministry to do, but not every ministry has to do it all. Steve Jobs was relentless and focused. They had the idea for the iPad, I think about 10 years, no, a little less than 10 years before they launched it. And they were like, Steve, we just got to make this thing bigger and look at what we could do. Oh my gosh. And, but he was so focused on the iPhone that he gave no attention to, no, no attention to the iPad until he had the time to give to it. He was relentlessly focused. Um, here's a, uh, the second ministry that I think is really good. There is a ministry called To Write Love on Our Arms. I'll be honest, I don't know if the ministry is even still around right now, but when it was around, they were a ministry that really stayed in their lane. They were a ministry all about mental health and suicide prevention. Um, that's what they did. They focused on that. They did nothing but that. And they weren't trying to do something they weren't. They weren't trying to be something they weren't. They were being very open, very honest with who they were and what they were about. Um, and so those to me are two really good examples of, uh, of ministries that, that kind of, you know, they, they did their deal. The other ministry that I would actually say is really, really, I mean, when I, when I think of ministries that are rocking is um, Ransomed Heart Ministries. 
very interesting. The guy that actually started it, he, he's got a podcast, he's got books, but he actually started in just doing workshops and it, and it just grew from there. Or uh, who was the other one? Uh, Daily Audio Bible. It started around the guy just getting him behind the mic. He wanted to find out some answers for himself. And he and so he started reading the Bible every single day. And now it's grown to like a God, I, I don't even know how many downloads. I think the last I looked, it was like four million downloads of everybody every day. He just reads the Bible. And now he's got people reading the Bible in different languages. He's got a Bible for kids, a Bible for teens. And he's built an entire community around this thing. You know, they do some other things as well, but his main focus is we're going to get together. He calls it the global campfire. Uh, we're going to get get together every morning or every evening or whenever you have a chance, and we're going to read the Bible. And I have a huge amount of respect for that. In your podcasting ventures, what is your goal when it comes to dealing in ministry? You know, I just want to see, my goal always was identifying needs and filling them. So when I started Controlled Chaos, it was because I didn't see any junior high ministry podcasts out there and I thought there needed to be one. So instead of complaining about it, I started one and I've been doing it ever since. And so that to me is a huge aspect of any business, any ministry. If you see a need, instead of complaining about like, oh, this need's not being met. Why doesn't somebody do something? Well, maybe you're the person to do it. Like, oh no, I can't do it. Well, okay. Is that is that your humility talking or your desire to not be humiliated if you can't do it? And I, I think humiliation um, or the fear of humiliation becomes a replacement for humility all too often um, and keeps us from doing the work that God has for us. And that, that I reject that um, strongly. I strongly reject that. I honestly couldn't agree more. And I think a lot of times what it is, is, is um, fear. I mean, I, I mean, one of the biggest things that I've actually talked about is kill the fear. Kill the fear. I mean, seriously, we're called we're called to crucify ourselves daily to live for Christ. And one of the biggest things we need to kill is the fear that I can't do this thing, whatever this thing happens to be. In, in, in retrospect, guys, um, I'm thinking of my friend John Lee Dumas. He actually has an acronym for focus, and I think you might like this. It's a uh, follow focus. Follow one course until success. Follow one course until success. You know, don't sit there and compare yourself to, um, you know, the ministry that has everything all together and they're big, big and shiny and they got everything. No, you just focus on your thing. You do your, you do your thing. So, Justin, do you have any final thoughts as we kind of wrap things up? Yeah, here's a couple of things. Um, you don't need money to start ministry. You know, money is good gasoline to pour on something that's working. Money is not the the Kickstarter to get something working. You can't just pour money on a bad idea and expect it to work. Um, you can pour all the money in the world and it's not going to work. If you just start something that is clever, interesting, that holds attention, then it's going to take off. It'll be a big thing. Um, so I think that's something to remember. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about what you don't have. I think so much ministry is determined by what we don't have than what we have access to or what we do have. So I think that's a big thing. Include people in that journey with you. Don't be worried they're going to steal your idea. Don't be worried that they're going to point out all the things that are wrong with it. They should point the thing, out the things that are wrong with it so they can help you improve it, help you get it better. So if you're keeping your best ideas to yourself, thinking, oh my gosh, I got to you know, keep it close to the vest so no one knows. You know who kept his ideas close to the vest? Judas did. I think if Judas would have opened up 
to one of the disciples that, hey, man, I'm really hard up for money right now. I'm actually thinking about selling out Jesus. I think a lot of them would say, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Like, let us help you. Like, we want to help you. But he robbed people of the opportunity to help him, um, which led him to do really stupid stuff. So I would say, don't hold in your ideas, share them with people, let them point out what's wrong with it so that you um, can grow, do more, do it more impressively, more effectively. Uh, and you probably have people in your church and your ministry that have careers in business, histories in business, can give you insights you don't have. Um, take advantage of that every bit you can take advantage of it. Amen. Amen. You know, when I first started on Resolve Life, um, that was one of the first things that the Lord impressed upon me. It's not about you. And that's what led me to bring on different writers and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, that's <laughs> that's where things go. So I couldn't agree with you more there. Um, so, hey, Justin, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is awesome. Thank you very much. Hey, where can people find you? I am at Controlcast Podcast on Instagram. Um, I am, uh, if you go there, there's a link tree right in our, our profile on Instagram. You can go to all our things or anywhere you find podcasts, Controlcast Podcast, check us out. It's a youth ministry podcast. I think you'll dig it. If you don't, email me, let me know how I can make it better. I'm always interested in your thoughts. Beautiful. Well, with that, I'm Teresa Blaze. This has been the Teresa Blaze Show. Let's go do this thing. You've been listening to The Teresa Blaze Show. To catch all her past shows, visit www.teresablaze.com. That's T-E-R-E-S-A-B-L-A-E-S.com. 